You know my Jesus is all. My Jesus is all. Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's scripture reading is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 through 39. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. In our passage today, the writer of Hebrews warns against those who keep on sinning. One of the truths we understand about salvation and sanctification is that it's gradual. The second we trust in Christ, sin doesn't cease in our life. We still struggle with sin. The writer of Hebrews is specific here about what he means by people who keep on sinning. The kind of sin about which he warns is habitual sin. It's sin that keeps happening. He warns against deliberate willful, unrepentant sin. To actively and gladly choose sin over Christ is a sign of a lack of love and faith. He also speaks of sinning after receiving the knowledge of truth. Now this presupposes we know what we're doing is wrong. But it's also a reminder that just knowing what's wrong is not sufficient protection against doing what's wrong. I want you to think for a moment though about what type of sin he's talking about. In the context, he's not talking about big sins like theft or murder or adultery, or even so-called little sins like lying, greed, or anger. In the context, what's clear is he's talking about returning to the system of sacrifices. He's talking about trusting in something other than Christ, trusting in religious rituals instead of Jesus. What a thought here. The sin that is so great that merits such judgment is not just something we do, it's any disposition that would turn us away from Christ. Such persistent, willful, intentional turning away from Christ merits judgment. And the answer is perseverance in faith. The writer of Hebrews calls them to look at their life, to look for the evidence of faith. He wants them to see their faith has endured hard times and struggles. Their faith has stood firm in the face of mockeries. Their faith demonstrated selflessness through care for others, even at personal risk to themselves. But more than anything, he wants us to see that faith gives a proper perspective. These Christians had their property confiscated, but they abided it joyfully because they knew where their true treasure was. Their faith enabled them to realize that Christ had given them something that could not be taken away. The writer of Hebrews teaches us something important. The call of the Christian life is not so much about not doing the bad, not just turning away from idols, as much as it is doing what is good in pursuing Christ. See, if our focus is on Christ and our hearts are captivated by Him, 
Nothing else will tempt us. Nothing else will lie to us and cause us to believe the lie that it would satisfy. When we trust in Christ firmly, we know we cannot, we must not shrink back. And because we want nothing more than for God to delight in us, every day we grow in faith and we persevere. That's what God calls us to. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? The passage speaks of God as a judge. Now, sometimes we dislike thinking of God as a judge, but God has to judge. He's holy. He cannot just ignore sin or leave it be. To say something like, only God can judge me, it's a horrifying thing to say. It's not a source of consolation. The writer of Hebrews says it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. When we put ourselves into God's hands, he does not just look at the things that we've done. He looks at our motive. He sees our hearts and our thoughts. He knows our faith or the lack thereof. To simply live life so casually that we put ourselves into be God's hands as if we're going to be weighed out on a scale is a disastrous choice. We don't have to fall into the hands of a living God. The whole book of Hebrews has been remi- reminding us that we can draw near to God in faith through His Son. The second question I want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? So much of our life is influenced by our perspective. Whatever we focus on has great influence on how we act. The writer of Hebrews calls on his audience to look back at the signs of faith that God's enabled in their lives. He calls on them to remember what they've done as an act of love for God and to remember God's faithfulness to them. But he also calls on them to look forward, look to Christ appearing, look forward to the reward that God has promised to those who trust him. He wants them to look forward to see what they would forfeit through faithlessness. What's absent here in them making their decisions is based on, is a call for them to look around at their life. Life is scary and life is overwhelming. When we look back, we see what God has brought us through. And when we look forward, we see what he promises us. But when we look around, all we see is trouble sometimes and all we see are things that unsettle us. The only way we gain perspective is by looking at what God has done and looking to what God will do. And when we do that, we hold tight to the promise of how faithful He has been and that His faithfulness will do nothing but continue. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The writer of Hebrews uses hard language here to speak of those who turn away from Christ. He says they trample underfoot the Son of God. He claims that they profane the blood of the covenant and outrage the Spirit of grace. What in the world does all that mean? For us to trample underfoot the Son of God means that we run over God, over Christ, on the way to chase our own pleasures and comforts, that we ignore Him and we ignore what He's done. It's an attack on Christ Himself. But to profane the blood of the covenant is an attack on the work of Christ. It's treating his death as ordinary. 
We can profane the death of Christ by acting as if it was owed to us, as if we deserved it. But another way we profane it is by failing to live up to the covenant that Jesus has won for us, refusing to live as those who have received life through his death. We're set apart for him, but we fail to ever grasp what he's provided for us. To outrage the spirit of grace is to attack God's spirit by ignoring his work around us, ignoring his convicting and teaching work that he does in us. So what do we do? Well, if the sin that the writer of Hebrews warns about is turning away from God, then the answer to faithfulness is turning to God. We need to live lives that seek to honor Christ, that demonstrate our thankfulness for what he's done on the cross, that don't just show or say that we appreciate his death, but show we appreciate it through obedience. We need to listen to the leading and prodding of the Holy Spirit. The writer of Hebrews wants us to see that God has done everything to spare us from judgment. Yes, God is judge, but we don't have to face his judgment. He sent his son to live a perfect life, and Jesus died for us, and through his death we have access to God and God's spirit who works in us to conform us to the image of Christ. God made deliverance available to us so we wouldn't have to face judgment. Why would we trust anything or anyone other than him? Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Next week, we're going to be focusing all week on Hebrews chapter 11. So join us on Mondays. We'll discuss Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. <laughs>